Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart. Here on After Hours, uh, this uh, gentleman, uh, you know, he, he kicked down the broadcasting door after a, an illustrious run at Syracuse University by uh, teaming up with Mean Gene and the WWE <laughs> wrestling machine. And that's a great way to break in because uh, it really gives you a feeling for the theatrics that comprise uh, broadcasting and being able to illustrate a sporting event, uh, no matter how legitimate or illegitimate it may seem at the time. Uh, but uh, he's very much entrenched in legitimate stuff now. Baseball, hockey, with Valley Sports Florida. The great Craig Manervini joins us here on the show. Uh, Craig, how are you, my friend? Hey, are you implying that the WWF, there was some, there was some chicanery going on? <laughs> that it wasn't well, legitimate? I, I guess there was more than that. I, I don't know. These lawsuits keep popping up like uh, Vince McMahon was Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Uh, it used to be just professional wrestlers were screaming, McMahon! But now it's like uh, half the women that were on the staff. Uh, incredible how this thing has emerged. Yes, well, uh, I have no comment. No, no, there was none of that when I was there. I'll tell you, that. you sound like Gordon Soley. What, what is that? Exactly. No comment. No comment. Uh, let's just talk about the crimson. What do you used to say, Gordon Soley? Crimson mask. The crimson yeah. is crimson mask. Yes. Yeah. But he had to perpetuate the front that Dusty Rhodes was somehow the American dream, which I, I hardly would consider it that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that I wanted to aspire to be a fat guy with cellulite who wears a pair of cowboy boots and an ill-fitting pair of uh, red, white, and blue shorts uh, that were, uh, you know, similar to what Dolphin Denny was wearing when he was on the sidelines, although they were orange sequent shorts. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, right. they both looked equally foolish, hey. I, I thought. Craig, you, you have to be in heaven Ranger. right now. I mean, uh, you like I me, I would imagine, you. grew up a, a diehard Mets fan. And, uh, yep. you know, then yesterday you get Mets Marlins, which didn't turn out too well for the Marlins, who you're now uh, working for as a member of the Bally Sports Florida broadcast team. But, uh, you know, it has to feel good at least to see uh, the Mets are, are very prosperous this year. You know, I, you know, I've said this before, Deepa. Honestly, um, 
I am not a Mets fan anymore. I mean, I, I, no. I'll follow them. I'll throw them on. Uh, and I'm not saying that I'm real. I'm swear. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not saying that just because I'm, I'm, I do the Marlins. Um, but even when back in the day, when the Marlins came into existence and I wasn't working in terms of the, covering them on the team, but just local news, you know, I always thought it was more fun uh, to for when the Marlins were winning and, and exciting. Uh, and plus it was harder to follow the, the, your team, your boyhood team when you, when you grew up, uh, you know, the ni- even in the early nineties, because you didn't have the, internet as much and you didn't have you couldn't follow the games play by play and so on a little radio obviously they were down here for a while but now you can it's like you live you know in uh, long island again you know you get news yeah. date at your computer every morning uh or night you know so it's easy to follow teams i think it makes it harder for people to leave their boyhood teams nowadays because um, it's like you live exactly where you grew up it makes it difficult in a market like ours but uh, you know they are great. They're playing great baseball. But it's not it's not the same by any means compared to when it was Seaver and Kingman and and Mookie Wilson and Keith Hernandez and, and those guys. Well, I mean, I guess that's part of it, right? I, I remember uh, growing up uh, as a Met fan. I was working at Shea there, sixty four through uh, sixty nine. And, uh, you know, 69 culminated with, uh, you know, the, the Miracle Mets uh, winning the World Series that year. Yeah. But uh, you saw the evolution of the team. I, I guess, you know, we, we saw some players evolve here, and, and maybe this uh, contributes uh, to the idea that there's less of a an attachment. I, I remember after they stripped the team after the 97 World Series, I still had season tickets, and I went to a bunch of games. And I thought, you know, as dismal as they are, there, there are a couple of bright spots here. And, and, and they slowly kind of molded themselves and melded themselves together uh, you know, into a championship team there in, in 2003. Uh, so it wasn't that long of a wait. But but you don't see that, that kind of evolution uh, with especially this Marlins team right now. So uh, it's become a lot more difficult, I think, for fans to become attached to them because, uh, you know, maybe you can help us out here. Who, who are these guys? Yeah. Well, I would, I would say one thing, too. It's the, the sport is tricky because it, there's no salary cap. And there's never yeah. going to be a salary cap. So you don't have an even playing field uh, like you do in the other sports. It's hard to – and the Green Bay Packers have as much a chance to win the Super Bowl as the Miami Dolphins or the Kansas City Chiefs or whomever. Now, somebody may get on a good run in, in football, and, and you, but at least on the playing field, their guys aren't making four times more than your guys. Just how yeah. it is in baseball. And I'm yeah. not complaining from a Marlins standpoint. I'm saying I'd like – that's why when, when people were – I didn't understand people getting on the player's side on this last issue they had with, with uh, the lockout or whatever you want to call it because I think the, the more you could get to middle ground, the better for the sport. Uh, but when you're in New York and other big markets, you really could care less if somebody's paying a lot more to their players than your players. Uh, but as far as who are the Marlins, you know, this was a tough road trip uh, – you know, really, they, they couldn't put – they had two games. They were up in the eighth inning and the ninth inning on the Phillies uh, and couldn't put the game away. You know, had you, had you get one of those, you got a 500 road trip, and you get two of them, which really they, they should have come out of there 4-2 four, four to come into New York. Um, you really have a good, pretty good road trip. The Mets just went out west, went 5-5, five and five, and people said, oh, they did a great, great job. Um, the Marlins wound up going 4-6. and six. Not a disaster, but here's the problem. When you're under 500 and you're trying to make some inroads, four and six doesn't cut it. You need you need six and four. You need seven and three. Uh, you need to have winning 
scripts at this point of the season, not just kind of hanging in there. And, you know, they, they were in the Mets series alone, they were three for 32 with runners in scoring position. A lot of opportunities. You got to cash in. You saw the Mets yesterday. They scored runs on sack flies. They got a hit by pitch. I think a walk. They didn't knock the ball all around the yard, but they have a very professional hitting team. And I'll tell you something. I don't care what people say. If you're telling me batting average doesn't matter anymore, well, we're watching a different game because it does matter. And if you get hits and move guys around, obviously you'd like the homers and doubles, but if you get some singles and can move runners around with, with good outs instead of strikeouts or score players, that's a difference maker. And I don't, I don't get all the new age analytics on every little thought that they come out with that, uh, you know, it's home runs and we'll take, and we don't mind strikeouts. I don't get it. When we're talking, uh, Craig Manavini, Valley of Sports, Florida Marlins and Panthers. And I do want us to talk a little bit about, uh, Stanley Cup as we are in the finals and it has gotten a little bit more contentious than it looked like as we were in the weekend, Craig. But uh, what's interesting to me is heading into this season, all you heard about was the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays. We don't know what the Yankees, we don't know what the Red Sox, we never know what the Rays will be. Yet the Yankees <laughs> are on a pace. We've never really seen the Yankees. Even in their their heyday, they weren't on a pace like this. Did you or anyone around that you talked to with baseball expect this Yankees team? I mean, they're leading the league in ERA, which is something that I don't know if anyone expected. No, I don't. I, I didn't, and I work with Jeff Nelson and won four World Championships with them. I don't even think he predicted uh, this kind of a run. They're on what a hundred and what is it, twenty game, almost one hundred and twenty win pace. Like seven fifty. Nelly played on. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Nelly played on a two teams of Seattle. I think uh, one hundred eighteen or one hundred sixteen, and that Yankee team in the nineties won a, won around that amount as well. Um, so no, I don't think anybody saw that. To me, the the best team I've ever seen, especially rooted for, was that '86 uh, Mets team. With and they won 108 games, and it seemed like they never lost. And that's winning two out of every three. They won one. They went 108 in '54, and it's amazing to to follow a team that wins that much. You know, but they were able to obviously pull it off in a dramatic World Series. So it's incredible. I'm not. I never was a Yankee fan. I grew up a Mets fan. Uh, Defo, you were Mets also, right? In New York. Yes. Oh well, I grew up a Yankee fan. Yeah. Uh, the Mets didn't exist uh, when I was a kid, believe it or not. Uh, they came along in '62, and I kind of changed my allegiance uh, under the uh, auspices of uh, everybody was a Yankee fan. So uh, you know, well, why not become a Mets fan? And you know, I was a big Mets fan uh, from that point until I moved out of New York. Okay, I thought some uh, loopies told me in the past you were a Red Stockings fan or Robin. <laughs> no, no, never. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm uh, I got yeah, that. I was a yeah, Boston Braves fan. I, I, Eddie Kaplan go. and I Boston used to go to Braves. Boston Braves games all the time. See if the Bambino would hit one. Yeah. <laughs> how how was that old ballpark? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I no. Mean, uh, uh, no. I go way back with the game. Uh, you know, and and that's why you know it, it's kind of interesting. Actually, what you said before, uh, Craig. Uh, you know, I, I've been professing and uh, been a proponent of uh, and an advocate of forever. Uh, you know, and I can't believe it when I, I look at those stats. Uh, you, you don't have 10 guys in each league uh, that, that are hitting 300 anymore. Um, and, and I'm with you. It's I incredible. mean, the ultimate measuring stick, you can have all the Sabre metrics. Uh, you, you could uh, have Bill James uh, sitting there next to you at the ball game and whispering in your ear all day. Uh, you know, a batting average to me is the ultimate barometer of whether a guy can hit or not. Yeah, I was looking uh, yesterday for some stat. I kind of was rolling down the average 
And you know, like the 20, remember you used to get the Sunday, this is going back, the Sunday paper you, was the only way you could look at the batting averages. Yeah. And they take up virtually a whole page with all the stats, and you'd go down and try and find your guy. And I always find, like, you know, my Mets were with Kingman, 238. Oh, I'm you know. Right. <laughs> and you rolled your finger down all the way. I mean, you were almost on the second page by the time. You know, I went down 25 guys yesterday, and the 25th guy in the top 25, the 25th guy is hitting 270 oh, in the National League. Wow. 270. That's actually high. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And a- you could be in the top 10 and not be hitting 300. There are not there are qualified hitters. You don't. You Garrett Cooper is fifth in the league. You know he's three thirteen or so. McNeil's fourth. He's three twenty four. But you could at the tenth guy. I think it was two ninety something, which was unheard of twenty years ago. Even probably even fifteen years ago. Batting averages come down. They, I hope they do change the shift next year and elim, eliminate the, the three guys on one side or one guy in short right field. It's not a softball game. There are rules in sports. The NFL, you got X7 on the line. You can't put 12. You know, there's rules. Uh, and I think they need to do that because they, they've, to me, they suffocated a little too much of the game with all the strategy and the, and the statistics and the analytics. It suffocates the, the game a little bit where you can take away. I know they, you can hit the other way. The Mets seem to do a good job of it. Too many guys can't. And it, I, I, I just don't. Uh, I, I think it'll be a better game when they when they change some of those rules. I still love yeah, the game. I, I'm not. It sounds like I'm knocking the game. You catch me in the morning yeah. here. It sounds cranky. You know, they, we just lost three out of four. I'm not happy. Yeah, no. You 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 you, uh, <laughs> you know have a right to be grumpy, but uh, I, I couldn't disagree more uh, about changing the rule about the shift. Uh, I, I think as long really? as you're going to be dumb enough to hit into the shift. Then, uh, you know, yeah. if, if you can't do what is essential and basic to the game, which is uh, use the entire field, right. there's a reason it's a big ball field. Uh, I, I, for the life of me, never understand how uh, you could possibly have a hitting coach on a team. I, I know you don't want to take away these power bats, but uh, one of the big complaints about the game, and I think it is uh, to the detriment of the game, is the all-or-nothing home runner strikeout and, and a readily uh, accepting strikeouts where, uh, you know, the common wisdom, uh, you know, and you were probably uh, growing up, uh, you know, at this time also where, hey, two strikes on a guy, you shorten up, take it the opposite way, do something. You should be able to have a basic skill. I mean, it's like guys that can't shoot free throws in the NBA. You're, you're asking yourself, how can you be a professional uh, ball player and, and not have this essential basic skill or at least work on it constantly until you can get better at it? For the life of me, I don't understand how uh, anybody could say, uh, look, this is how you have to play defense because our guys can't do what they're supposed to be able to do. So uh, we're not going to allow you to uh, defend that way. I mean, if uh, you want to put five guys on Jerry Rice in football, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're going to sacrifice something. They're sacrificing half the field to these guys, and they they refuse to take it the opposite way. Yeah, but you can only put seven on the line. Why not put 12 on the line, 11 on the line on offense? Why why don't you – why not? Uh, why not on the onside kick? Go back to putting all your guys on one side of the field. They don't let you do that either. Why not? Because they don't want collisions. They don't. Baseball, you know, they, though, I mean, uh, you know, this is a basic skill. I mean, being able to hit the ball in all fields. I mean, uh, you know, you, you should be rewarded yeah, the for pitcher, that the more so than the ball. compromised. Uh, the you know, pitcher. because you can't do it. I mean, it just seems like you're you're playing into the uh, flaw. And then mandating that a defense line up a certain way when when the guy doesn't have a way to combat it. I mean, and why shouldn't he? He yeah. should be able to, you know, lay down a bunt, do anything. Well, I, I do. I would like, you know, the Marlins don't have a sacrifice bunt. I, I don't think they have in the road trip. So I, 
I would have to check, but they did not have one sack punt this year. Now, to me, there's spots where you can move guys over, yeah. and set up some runs. Some teams do, uh, but they don't have a sack punt because you don't want to give up an out. Well, then, well, okay, then hit into a double play. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it is part of this is not just the Marlins. Most teams do not sacrifice at all because they just say that's not the way to go. And I think there are times where, where it, it plays in well, and there are times where it doesn't, depending on, like, the, the extra innings becomes an interesting. Uh, I don't mind, actually, the place to runner, which is kind of goofy, uh, but I do think it's, it's must-see TV, even if you're not, not into the two games. The uh, runner on second is, is exciting. Uh, I'll tell, give you another one, though, Depot and, and Luby, and that is the called strike. I mean, they don't swing at a close pitch anymore. And there's with this rectangle, you know, the pull, the ball is a, is an inch yeah. or two outside the box. We get upset because our guy struck out. Why not swing if it's close? There are so many. I'd love to look at the number. I haven't looked at this one. Strikeout looking seems like it's way up from when it used to be. I mean, guys, they know the strike zone. It's not that. They take a pitch. They write a lot of the times the hitter is correct. Dump missed the pitch, but it's close. And, you know, 10 years ago without that rectangle, we would have just said, oh, that looked like a good pitch. Now it's Steve missed the pitch. <laughs> well, you know what? If it's an inch off, he didn't miss the pitch. It's a it's a judgment game. And do you want the robot ump, Steve? Mm. Uh, no, I, you know, I'm fine with what's going on. I mean, uh, you would like to have umpires that yeah. can actually see. You know, they don't come in there with a German Shepherd and a striped cane like uh, the WBC <laughs> boxing judges used to show up for those Don King events uh, that I was covering. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as an umpire is consistent, uh, you know, you see a lot of atrocious yeah. calls. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. Uh, they're not going to get it perfect. I don't know that the box necessarily represents – you know, the same strike zone always that, that the umpire is seeing, it's depending a, on where the ball crossed the plate. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, but I, I'm with you. I mean, uh, look, the basic philosophy of hitting uh, when I was growing up as a kid and playing baseball was, uh, you know, as I said, uh, two strikes, protect the plate, and, uh, you know, don't leave uh, don't leave it up to the judges. Uh, you know, just if it's close, yeah. you, know, you have to swing at it and become adept at at least fouling off a pitch that maybe you don't want to hit, but you don't want to take it for a possible call strike three because – Striking out when I was playing baseball was a disgrace. You, you didn't even want to walk back to the dugout. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, now it's like uh, the guy, uh, you know, gives the ump a dirty look, and then he walks back in, and they're perfectly okay. Uh, you know, here comes uh, Johnny Jones. He's 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. And uh, if he gets a base hit in the ninth inning to win the game, uh, you know, I guess it's all okay. But, you know, those other four at-bats were, were, were complete. And total waste of time. Well, why don't we get into a little hockey here on After Hours with Craig Minervini, our special sure. guest from Bally Sports Florida. He uh, covers the Panthers as well as the uh, Marlins. Does a great job, well-versed in uh, all sporting uh, events and activities as well. Um, you know, and uh, my new theory, uh, and maybe this is part of my uh, fuel by my self-sabotage, uh, Craig, is uh, I I'm becoming an advocate of in-game betting and, and mid-series sure. betting especially when it involves a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, who uh, came back and uh, beat your Rangers after being down two games to none and 2 nothing in the game three. Looked like they uh, possibly were ready to be finished off. Uh, they come back, they win four in a row. Looked dead in the water against Colorado. Colorado, I hadn't seen that much this year. We knew they were, you know, the best record team in the West all season long. They were favored to win the Stanley Cup going into the postseason. Uh, you start watching them, you're going, yeah, that, that's a real good team. Uh, they win seven nothing in game two, and you're figuring, okay, the party's over, flowers are in the punch. But you can never count this team out, this Tampa Bay Lightning team, 
And uh, how far ahead of the Florida Panthers are they? Now, they swept them under the rug in the second round of the postseason when we thought the Panthers were going to knock on the door and maybe break through, get to the finals, maybe even make it to the Stanley Cup final. Um, you know, how far away are the Panthers from actually being the Lightning? And do you discount the Lightning in this series now that they came back and won game three? Well, I'll start with this. I, I was moving recently. I haven't moved yet. I was looking at a condo. I was a 1-1 with an obstructed view near the beach and the guy said he won't believe the, the penthouse here i said no it's out of my it's out of my range there but it, he said actually it was just sold uh tremendous pen, on the top of the and he said mr deforest bought it I'm like, <laughs> oh that's what all that so you must be cashing in with your uh your wagers there nice taking done. the uh yeah but, uh, taking yeah. Uh, lightning down to nothing to the rangers and waiting till they were down <laughs> uh two goals in game three you and then the odds, calling right? uh, calling hey. in the wager yeah the odds increase dramatically. This is, uh, it's crazy. Uh, and I, I think, you know, if it comes to the arenas, uh, on one hand, it's going to be exciting. On the other hand, I don't know if it's the greatest thing, but it probably be on its way sooner than later in a lot of these places. Haven't they even started yeah. in Washington or, or there's some talk about, right? So, uh, maybe little kids will be crying. They can't get a soda or an ice cream and uh, dad's over there plunging or away. Like, <laughs> who's going to win the uh, second period? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it might it might actually in a market like ours where unfortunately there are not enough native fans. If even for all the teams, it might actually uh, help help the teams down here more than maybe even in other other cities. But uh, I don't think they're. I, I look the Lightning are t- terrific. They're it's a two one series. They played a great game last night. You're right. You can't count these guys out. They looked so bad the other night, seven nothing, and they come back. I watched most of the game last night, and they, they were amazing on home ice. They've got a good connection. They lost their third line. They came back with, with new players. And, you know, Perry comes in there, and he's a, he's a pain in the butt and trying to win a, a Stanley Cup or lose a cup. He's, he's, been, he's been in the finals for uh, a bunch of years in a row and Maroon yeah. the same thing. But uh, I, I, don't, I really don't think they're that far away at all. I think the regular season does matter in the NHL. It does show you your team. Uh, they they didn't have a great playoff. They couldn't score all of a sudden. But does that mean they can't score – uh, in the regular season or the play, I think it's just they just they didn't have a great playoff. The the uh, the power play was off. Uh, I thought Tampa Bay played off. them well, and <laughs> I uh, mean it was uh, you know last 0. year. The, 0, look yeah. at last year. Yeah, le- last year the Lightning said the Panthers were their toughest playoff opponent. Yeah, and a break here or there uh, that four two series could have went the other way. Um, this year True. they they just. They hemmed the Panthers down. I know, I know what you're saying is, and I'm sure these are questions the Panthers are asking, is it looked like we took three giant steps forward. Yeah. But after you look at the playoffs, did we? Did we? Uh, I think so. I think they did. I, I know it was, it was just it was sour taste in round two. Uh, but I, I think it is closer than, than it appears, you know, like that, like that mirror. I really do. But having said that, how about those lightning? I mean, they, I, I, I dislike the team because I'm Have a Panther guy. Them, yeah. uh, and, and the Avalanche are, are great, too, uh, obviously. And I still think the Avalanche are going to win this series. Uh, I think at five or six still. But, man, this lightning team, you're right, down 0-2. You know, where, where, find your bookie. Find your legal <laughs> bookie. <laughs> People were sending it in on the uh, lightning last night, uh, and, and it was great. I mean, an electrifying crowd. You, you love to have that going on here. And I couldn't help but think it, it seems like a century ago that the Panthers were in action, uh, losing to this lightning team who subsequently went on and 
and beat the Rangers uh, after being down 2 nothing in that series. Colorado sailed through the postseason uh, before last night. I believe they were 14-2 and in the postseason, which is uh, pretty amazing right. considering how contentious it gets and how everybody ratchets up their game a notch uh, once they get to the uh, Stanley Cup chase. All right, uh, well, what's next up for Craig Minervini? Are, are you going to be part of this Colorado Marlins series tonight? I am. I'm playing a lot of games, and tonight uh, I'll be doing the pre and post with the Rockies coming to town, then the Mets. First time in South Florida. Oh, nice. There's going to be some really good crowds this weekend. The Mets are in, in uh, South Florida, so that should be fun. And uh, I think we got Gabby Sanchez back on Valley Sports with us tonight. He's been doing a lot of college baseball for Espen. Uh, uh, oh, nice. So he's, he's back on with us yeah, tonight. And Nelly, how do you like that? He does a great job. He'll be doing the games with Paul Severino this week. No, he, he's moonlighting as a Yankee announcer, is he not? He's doing, I believe he's going to pick pick up some radio, uh, or potentially. For John potentially, Sterling, right? With the, yes, I believe so. They're, they're, they're using a bunch of guys. He might get in that, that mix there. I was playing him. You know what's funny? I was playing him the old Yankee theme song the other day. He had never heard it. I'm like, what? Wow. You know the song? Here come the uh, Yankees. Done. Right, you know the song I'm talking about, right? Can you guys yeah, play I, that I, so you can I, put it in the I, background? I remember that, you know, I mean, uh, you should have just given him a, a six-pack of Valentine beer, you know, to take him back to the throwback days. <laughs> if you could well, find that one, that was I mean, the theme song. I, I don't know that, uh, you yeah. know, you could find one around anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Hey. I was just saying there was a theme song for the for the broadcast all those years. He, he had never. It's funny, he played there all those years. And never heard that song. I'm like, yeah, they got. It's like Meet the Mets, but it's the Yankees. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was worth burying that song, though. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, with <laughs> I love that song. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Craig, always a pleasure, man. We'll look for you on TV. You always do a great job. We appreciate you coming on after thanks, hours pal. with Defoe and Luby. It's always a lot of fun talking with you. And uh, and thanks so much for being with us today and getting up early and uh, joining us here on the show. Every time, thanks, guys. All right, thanks, many man. Craig Minervini, ladies and gentlemen. The Panther guys don't want to admit that we're light years away, do they? Are we light years they away? They shouldn't be light years away, but they are. I mean, that was yeah. to lose like that is a joke. I mean, the, the Avalanche haven't struggled. The, the this Lightning team in the playoffs Rangers had to a jugular there and uh, just spit the bit. Uh, you know, the Lightning are getting clobbered in Game Two by the Colorado Avalanche. It's not like they're not beatable, but uh, we crumbled in, in their presence and. Uh, Crawling on our hands and knees oh, like a masked wrestler, begging for mercy. And that was it. Out the door in four games and uh, out of sight here uh, in a town where, uh, as the original concept went, uh, you know, the only ice they want to know about is at the bottom of a martini glass. Pretty much. It. All right. Uh, Luby, a pleasure, my friend. Uh, we'll yes, do it sir. again tomorrow. The Defoe Show at South Florida Live. You can find us there. Of course, always great being on Believe, B-L-E-A-V. We love that. And we always say... For Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest uh, as we uh, depart uh, every time on the Believe Network uh, that uh, no matter what you're doing in life, uh, let's face it, if you have a little faith, no good. you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. 
Steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation, because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup, all you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.